is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. Don't worry, this goes on for another minute. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listen to this really We've still got to find someone who sings for us. Please be offended. Because I'm definitely not doing it. Everybody needing My talents don't extend that far. Everybody knows your name. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, you're right. See what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. It's it's, it's at this point I normally say something like, calm down, calm down, actually pretending there's a real audience and I didn't just press the right button. Oh, right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the mouse's head. It's Diz After Dark. Uh, Something episode... Something or other. I'm Paul. I'm Nick. And I'm Paul. And I'm Martin. Yes, we. It, it took some convincing, but we've got a guest that actually announced himself rather than wait for us to do it. It's fantastic. Uh, yes, we'll introduce Martin a bit better in a minute. But uh, yeah, gentlemen, let's start as we mean to go on. Are we drinking? Yes, we'll drink. Yes. <sighs> Good. That's why Paul was so long. Yeah. Yeah. He had a bar waiting to be served. <laughs> I can uh, run all the way down into the cellar, the wing cellar, right over on the west wing. It's, it's heaving in here tonight. So I got on, Mr. D. All right, so um, in uh, I found a bottle of Savannah cider, Savannah dry cider, in honour of the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I got a Savannah view. There it is. Oh, very nice. Yeah, good. A Disney, a Disney theme for once in a few shows by no, one me. of us. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, in that case, let me go next side, next side down. I'm actually, as we're speaking, listen. Yeah. That is the Gentleman Jack. Oh. And. He's on the hard stuff. That is. Cherry Pepsi Max, who are still not sponsoring this show, but I really wish they would do. Um, so, so Jack and Pepsi. And- Jack and Cherry Pepsi. Jack, Gentleman Jack and Cherry Pepsi Max. Interesting. Because why not? Yeah, interesting combo. Yeah. No Disney theme, just drink up. Cheers. Think about the name for that, Nick. Uh, fair enough. Oh, Mark yeah, I can, I can do that. Um, how yeah. about um, a dangerous brew? Pepsi Jacks. Pepsi Jacks. Cherry Jack. <laughs> Martin, are you yes. joining us? Uh, I certainly am. Um, I did bring back a beautiful bottle of Remy wine from the uh, new attraction that's that's at Disneyland Paris. But unfortunately, uh, the wife has gone to bed and she won't let me (laughs) open this one without her. So, (laughs) we're left to find, dig around the back of the cupboards and find what we've got. And I found a strongbow. Fair enough. So, Uh, How very brave. The only... Real connection I could find was was either Brave or uh, Robin Hood because he uses uh, yeah. a bow and arrow. He, he so, does. Uh, cheers, gentlemen. Uh, cheers. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've gone for a uh, to keep me warm as a lamb's navy rum, but I decided that wasn't warming enough, so I've picked up some. Uh, I think ginger's nice and warming, and to keep him with a Disney theme, I've gone for something that's reminiscent and named after. Lots of parents hauling six-year-olds around various Walt Disney parks. I've gone for Krabby's ginger wine. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going for Brave as well with the ginger. <laughs> yeah, there is that as well. There is that as well. Oh, I'll just say, fantastic. for comical effect of, of listening to me actually pouring out my alcohol um, and then just taking a sip of it, um, to make it sound like I was actually doing it, I ended up pouring a lot more in than I was expecting. <laughs> so this show could go quite badly wrong for me quite soon. Uh, we, it um, did sound like a couple of big glug glug glugs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even sound good. But now no, I'm regretting I'm, my decision. I'm all. In, I'm all in favour of it. I don't know the one that's going to drink it. You can talk. I tell you what. You can talk about your ginger being warming, but this is really warming right now. Oh, fantastic! Why have they gone? Right. Ah, oh, well, anyway, there we go. Um, how do they find us? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, <clears throat> if they want to visit our website, you can do at www.dizafterdark.com. 
and you can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com excellent and of course like everybody else we're on twitter at disafterdark and we wouldn't be anything if we weren't on facebook facebook.com forward slash disafterdark but we're also on macechat.com and I think we've still got an Instagram page with nothing on it whatsoever anymore and Pinterest although I don't do anything on that anymore and I've just got round to uploading a few more holiday videos onto our vacation videos I on, did notice that the other day actually yeah yeah including including the latest one which is just general stuff outside the parks which includes me going on the um, Sammy Duval uh, water not water skiing the uh, parasailing and is that the um, is that the person from Cheers who used to go out with Sam? Possibly, <laughs> <laughs> if, if Sam swang that way, uh, and and going on the um, the the world's highest sky coaster, which, which was um, yeah, something an, I imagine. an interesting experience. Because um, my um, sorry, just because um, my feel wife free. doesn't really listen to this show anymore. Yeah. Um, just because, not because she resents me, just because she hears <laughs> enough of my voice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do something which everyone will listen to this show will know about, but she won't. So don't tell her. Um, we just had some friends come back from uh, Disney World. They come, um, I, I went over for Christmas and just come back and brought some gifts. And one of them was a bag of Ghirardelli chocolate squares. Um, I've been told I can't eat the dark chocolate with mint flavour. Um, but she's in bed, so I've just opened one of those up, and I'm going to eat that during the show. So there you go. There you go little Mark. surprise. <laughs> little there you go, Mark. Surprise. There's the inspiration you need. Open that Remy wine now. And, well, well, open and, and just for the record, where can we find your wife on Twitter and Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. She's not on that. Uh, um, and if you believe, if, you, if you've seen that, I've ever mentioned her, but it's a lie. It's someone else. Uh, fair enough. You can fair enough. Find her at forward slash <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, He's always been there. Yeah. Well, we heard him introduce himself uh, as Martin um, because that's his name. Oh, yeah. Why would you introduce yourself as anything else? It's gone downhill already. Um, Martin, tell us a bit more about yourself. Okay. Um, and then we'll uh, fi- and then we'll find out, or we'll we'll give the readers the uh, readers. Ah, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Someone take over. <laughs> Frank Skinner refers to his listeners as readers. That's all right then. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, dear reader. Um, and then we'll um, get into the meat and bones of uh, why Martin's here. Other than the fact we like him, you know, it's not just. Yeah. I'll shut up. Carry on, Martin. Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for greeting up there. Um, I am um, husband uh, to Haley and the father to Jake. Uh, we're all big Disney fans. We spend quite a lot of time, um, especially over the past two years, we spent quite a lot of time over at Disneyland Paris. That's that's kind of our, our home park. Excellent. Um, and professionally, I'm, I'm a DJ. Uh, available for bookings, halifaxdj.co.uk. And, and you can tell that because his microphone <laughs> technique is so much better than ours. <laughs> And yeah, I've I've been a, a long time listener of the show. Excellent. It's glad glad, glad to have you here. Yeah. Um, one of the other reasons uh, you're a you're a shareholder, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes, we're a shareholder in Disneyland Paris. And we've been talking, you know, a fair bit the last the last couple of shows with because of everything that's been going on with Disneyland Paris. Um, you know, we've we've been talking about the the shareholders uh, club. And also, what is potentially going to be happening? But it was uh, Tuesday. Was it Tuesday this week or Wednesday this week of the past Tuesday. week? Well, if it's Tuesday, Tuesday, then it's fairly recent. Shall I just like do something like hit a jingle? You punch a jingle, go. On. Punch a jingle. A view of the news with this after dark. You can carry on now. Yeah, always, always good to uh, hear a jingle for North, uh, East, West and South. Um, yeah, so... I, actually, I'm disappointed because I thought you had a special Tuesday jingle there. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, this is good. Like, it's jingle. It's like Ruby Tuesday B- if you want. BBC local TV. <laughs> uh, but no, so, so there was, um, you know, a, a big meeting, a big shareholders meeting that took place 
um, this week, which unfortunately I wasn't able to go to, and I believe uh, Paul and Danger weren't able to go to as well. But nope. there was somebody on this on this show right now who was there. Um, so, so Martin, if you would like to tell us uh, what what happened. Well, quite a lot happened actually. It was it was a very important meeting, as you've alluded to. Did, the, did, it, did it precede your uh, your days in the park, or did you do I, a meeting? I sandwiched it. I sandwiched it either side. Right. Uh, I arrived on the Monday. I did the meeting on the Tuesday and spent the day in the park on the Wednesday before flying back. Cool. So managed to get a, a little bit of uh, Disney magic in there as well. <laughs> Uh, the the meeting itself, for the first time in a long time. Oh, wasn't... you 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 missed it, or <laughs> I, was that deliberate? I was tempted. <laughs> um, it was the it was actually held off site. It wasn't held in uh, on property for for Disneyland Paris. Um, it, so it was in the centre of Paris itself at a place called the Palais de Conclay, which is a really big shopping centre, and it's got a, a huge theatre in there as well with uh, approximately 3,000 seats. Mm. There were 800, just over 800 uh, people in attendance at the at the meeting, which I was quite flabbergasted by, to be honest. Okay, uh, what, what, have you been to them before? Uh, not the... Not a, a Disney OGM, no. Okay. This is, the, this is the first opportunity I've had, and um, it was the most important one that's <laughs> that's been around in, in years. So it was, it was it was quite an honour to to have been there. So were you were you shocked by the the uh, the lack of people that turned out, or eight hundred? You thought was uh, a big number. I actually thought eight hundred was was quite a big number because there were a lot of people that were said to be boycotting it because right. they didn't agree with the proposals. Um, and a lot of the shareholders or a lot of the shares are held by companies. Mm. So mm. they would have, have sent in proxies, uh, they're voting by proxy or uh, even in advance uh, by ballot. So uh, it was it, it was good to see a room so full, but the, uh, the security, obviously due to, to recent events, was... Absolutely phenomenal. There, there were fifty odd uh, Disney security and and the um, and the venue security. There were a couple of sniffer dogs. Uh, it was it was really kind of very secure place to be that day. Um, and they kicked off the meeting to show a little bit of respect for for the recent events by having a minute silence. So that was quite a poignant moment. Yeah. Who, who was who was kind of on the board? Right on the board, there was Tom Walber, yep. who is now in charge of of Disneyland Paris. Uh, there was Mark Steed, who's the chief financial officer. Uh, there was a lady called uh, Virginie Calmel, which and she's the um, she's the chair of Euro Disney SCA, uh, which is the firm that owns and operates Disneyland Paris. And there was a fourth person whose name I didn't get, unfortunately. So, but he, he didn't say much. He, he did. He, he did do the uh, the important bits at the end with the uh, with the voting, but um, he he didn't really join in any of the the discussions or presentations or things. Okay. The um, the first person to take the stage was Tom Wilber, and very enthusiastic, very um, very believable with everything he said, and there was a lot of passion, which was good good to see both from a a big Disney Parks fan and also a shareholder point of view, because you need somebody in charge of the company that's that's got a bit of passion for for what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and th- and throughout his his speech that that shone through. He was uh, he was very complimentary to friend of the show Philippe Gas, who um, who obviously has now moved on to Shanghai. Mm. He um, and he was very aware of just how much the the cast members mean to 
the park and the park success. Constantly referencing them and the good work that they do and how he wants to invest in, in their future as much as the um, attractions and the, the refurbs and, and various other things. So, so he, was, he was, like I say, he was very optimistic and very, um, very entertaining as well. Because I think that's, that's something that a lot of people, <clears throat> at least recently, um, have probably expressed some issues with, is um, maybe the, the attitude of, of the cast members, um, not maybe being as, um, as friendly or as forthcoming as those found in the American parks. Um, I mean, I've never really experienced that myself. I've, all, I've always had good cast members and good cast interactions. But there certainly did seem to be a majority of people that have voiced that, and uh, I mean, at the same time, it was quite clear if you um, ever pay attention to the French media about um, the attitude of some of the cast members in some of the ways they felt they were treated by Disneyland Paris. So I think it's it's a good move um, to kind of, as you say, bring so much attention in the, in the positive way as well of uh, of the cast members. Absolutely. I, I think when that, that filters down, I mean, subsequently to the meeting, he released a, a video aimed specifically at the, the cast members, which is available for, for all to see on YouTube. And he's basically thanking them for the great work that they do and looking forward to working with them to make the park a success in 2015 and beyond. But it's it's quite a nice touch that, that nobody else seems to have done uh, in yeah. addressing the uh, the CMs directly. So so I thought that was quite a, a nice thing to do as well. Mm. Uh, but like you say, the, the, there's a lot. I mean, on TripAdvisor and other forums, there are, there's a lot of people saying that they've had bad experience with cast members over in Paris. I think I, I, I again, I, I've I've not I've not had one issue at all with them over the the many many visits we've we've had, especially over the past two years where we've been eight times. Wow. So that's that's an awful lot of times, and and you would expect that if we were going to get a, we would be more likely to get a, a bad interaction. Yeah. But I I'm of the old. Um, thought that if if you're speaking to somebody, you, you get the same back. So they they often mirror the way you are. So if if you've had a bad experience, sometimes it's it's the way perhaps you've approached the situation or so on. So uh, and I think that unfortunately uh, passes on to uh, and and they're more likely to complain about it if they've had a bad experience, aren't they? So no, yeah, well, I think walk a voice of reason there. <laughs> yeah, I think if you've been to Florida though, you. You know, you, you tend to compare, don't you? And, you know, American cast members are a lot about more kind of bouncy and upbeat and have a nice day and all that kind of stuff. doesn't mean to say the French cast members are not good, they're just, just a little bit different, not quite as uh, sort of... It's a different forward. culture, though, isn't it? Mm, it is, yeah. You know, I, I think that's... I mean, I think sometimes, well, people people's complain about the American parks is that they're too over the top. Yeah. Or they're too cheery. Um, whilst, you know, traditionally, especially uh, British attitude of, uh, of the French is quite normally quite droll. Um, so you do have that. Just out of curiosity, Martin, do you, do you speak French yourself? or A little bit. I yeah. can understand a lot more than I can speak. Yeah. So often when I'm in a, when I'm in a room or I'm, I'm listening to the cast members, I can understand what they're talking, pick out the odd words and string it together. But to, to actually converse, it's takes a lot if if i've been over there for a few days then it's my school teaching seem to kick back in and uh, and i can order a baguette and things but uh, apart from that it's uh, it's more comprehension my mine's so minimal that when i do speak it i often they often pick up that i'm english straight away just i'll order in <laughs> french and they'll speak back to me in english yeah um, <laughs> but, I you know that. I, I, so, sometimes people you know that, that's people's uh, reasoning as to why the experience may not be good because we're not trying. Um, but again, I've never found that either. I, I've gone on trips where I've done nothing but speak English in a truly obnoxious way, and those trips where I've tried to incorporate a little bit in. Um, and to be honest, always been treated really well by people. So. I, I'm intrigued about your speaking English in a truly obnoxious way. Is that a deliberate <laughs> accent or just? <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I start doing it with. Uh, 
a slight Mancunian accent. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Really wild, wild people up. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry, Martin, carry on. That's all right. Manchester being a stone throw away from me, I'm, I'm not too offended. <laughs> um, yeah, so so like I said, Tom Tom doing his his speech was was very good. Then then after him uh, came Mark Steed with all the financial information. Uh, he introduced the proposal, which was um, available that day to vote on. And went through a lot of the figures, went through how it will work if it's agreed to. And there was a lot of uh, disquiet in the room. There were a lot of people that were heckling. Kind of like that. The weirdest heckle I've ever heard. <laughs> the, 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 unfortunately, I couldn't quite pick out what the, what the heckles were, but the, the general consensus of of the fans as they appeared to be in the room uh, were that they were unhappy with the proposal. So he, oh, um, he had to work through that. Just for the what, sake of the listeners who yeah. haven't read or heard anything about it, what are these proposals? Okay, well, basically, the as has been from 1989 when, uh, when the shares first started on for Disneyland Paris, the company hasn't made a profit and in fact has been making losses ever since it's constantly having its hand out asking for more money there's there's various reasons for that uh, various bad decisions which we've not got long enough to go into but on uh, on a couple of occasions they've had to ask the shareholders for more money or um as was most recent one back in 2012, the Walt Disney Company came in and said, right, we're going to buy all your debt. So instead of owing the debt to the banks, which was stopping them from doing any building, developing uh, new rides, even um, doing some refurbs and things, they wouldn't give them the money to do that. They, they wanted paying back before they could spend anything, which is unrealistic if you've got a, an operating park. Yeah. So the Walt Disney Company have come in and said, right, we're, we're paying off all your debts, you owe us the money. And here's some extra money to go away and improve the park and to uh, do some refurbs on the hotels and some of the major attractions. So they've done that and they've looked at the books over the past couple of years and seen that attendance is dropping, seen that the revenue overall is, is dropping and basically the, the park still hasn't had that cash injection that it needs to really put it back on its feet again. So the Walt Disney Company have turned around and said, right, we are willing to wipe off some of the debt and buy some more shares. And we would like you as shareholders to invest with us and hopefully we'll turn this park around. So this is to the tune of one billion euros. So it's a it's a very big decision. Uh, of that one billion euros, about two hundred and fifty million is going to be cash available, ready for the park to to use and and do as they see fit. Hopefully, investing in the in the cast members and the experience in the attractions, maybe even get a, another ride or attraction out of it. And the other 750 million is to pay down debt and to turn some of the debt into shares for the Walt Disney Company. So they will end up being, instead of 38%, as they currently hold, they're going to end up with possibly twice that as, as a percentage of the company. So there will be a, a real big uh, for driving force. And at the end of the day, if they own the money, if they're, if they're owed the money for the, for the debt then and they own a large percentage of the park, they're not going to want to see it fail, which was the other option of, of this thing. Do not now, want to see the park fail. Am I, am I correct in thinking, because I've said this before, and now you've got an expert on, these are the times you need to make sure the listeners are corrected accordingly into the lies they've been told before. Um, I've always been under the impression that under the, the French law, that um, 
Disneyland Paris or, or any any corporation, but obviously we're talking about Disneyland Paris in this instance, um, had couldn't be fully owned by a, an outside company. I believe so it's right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So the the way that, the way that it's set up at the moment is very convoluted. The Walt Disney Company have three different companies. They own ninety nine percent of three different companies, and those three companies each own a percentage of the shares for the park. So ultimately it belongs to the Walt Disney Company. But to get around the local laws, they've set up other companies and, and set up ways to circumvent the, the law so they can actually ultimately own it. Cool, okay. Um, although why they've not just gone to the French, company, uh, French government and said, look, it's good for you, it's good for us, let us own it. It's beyond me, really. So. Well, I think the only, the only, and when I've talked about this before, the only reason I can think of that is purely that it was set a precedent. That's that's that's, that's the yeah. only reason I could see it not working. You, you know, for all other intent, for all intents and purposes, it makes every bit of sense. But it, it's potentially the the knock on effect it could have. Um, yes. But yeah, that, 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 that I just wanted to make sure we, that I was correct there. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm. that's fine. Um, so this this proposal was put forward to to everybody, and then when Mark Steed finished all his financial side of things, then uh, some people from Pricewaterhouse Cooper they stood up and gave a report on the proposal and then a report on the report of the proposal and a report on the report of the report of the proposal <laughs> that's that's how pwc make their money absolutely <laughs> made me think i'm in the wrong business that's for sure um so so after that they decided to lighten the mood a bit and they introduced the um lady who does all the she's in charge of the shows at, okay. at Disneyland Paris and on came Olaf the real one the real Olaf we, we, we couldn't believe it and okay. he started singing a bit of In Summer and then it was announced that this summer there's going to be a frozen summer at Disneyland Paris so it is now passed over the Atlantic Ocean and made its way to Paris, where Damn there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be a sing along in the Chaparral Theatre. Oh, well, at least they're doing something with that. And mm-hmm. there's going to be a meet and greet as well. Uh, they haven't, although Christoph and Olaf were on the stage uh, with this announcement, they haven't actually confirmed whether or not they will be as part of the meet and greet. Mm. But it was good to see them both there. Uh, and that was that was well welcomed, or, or, or by the by the room itself. Could, could you could you almost tell, or even just your personal opinion, welcomed in the fact that whoopee, we've got a frozen show and meet and greet, or whoopee, the Sheparel Theatre is actually being used again. <laughs> Personally, I think it's a bit of both, or it certainly was from me. You've got a daughter, uh, haven't you? <laughs> no, no, he's, he's a son. But uh, ah. he, he loves, he loves, uh, he loves Frozen. Excellent. <laughs> uh, but I mean, one of the other things was obviously recently over Christmas they've had Anna and Elsa doing the meet and greet at the Princess Pavilion with lines to see them, very similar to those over in Walt Disney World. And then when the Christmas season is finished, instead of saying right, we'll keep them on, they've just took them away out of the park. So it's annoyed quite a few people mm. because they heard over Christmas, obviously Anna and Elsa are there. Wow, we can go see them. We're off in April. We're off, and they won't be there until the end of May. So, yeah, I think I think <laughs> the only reason that it would make sense to um, to do that is just to maybe because I, I think the thing is there's been a lot of um, a lot of queues and everything like that. Maybe the reason for the downtime. Is to kind of perfect what they're going to do going forward. 
I would think so. I would also think there's an element of if they take them away, then they can announce them as coming back. And like make the electrical it, light parade. Make a big song and dance of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Cool. Fantastic. So, so, so in terms of the actual vote then, or the proposal then, Martin, what you know, what what's the outcome of that, or what happens next? Well, after a lot of questions and answers from some very disgruntled shareholders, which were all exactly the same questions, just put in different ways. <laughs> Sounds like a Facebook user group. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they were answered very well by the panel, actually. Uh, they didn't seem to, to get riled by the same questions over and over again. Um, but after, after about 40 minutes of questions and answers, we were then given a you-bet-style voting pad. <laughs> did, did Matthew Kelly come out for it, or...? Unfortunately not, no. Yeah. Um, oh, it, sh- it should have been someone from Banzai. <laughs> Basil Bears, now! <laughs> um, that we lost on anyone who didn't see Banzai, isn't it? Really? Carry on! <laughs> That'd be me, then. <laughs> oh, late night challenge TV. The... Um, yeah, so so we were given the opportunity to vote. There were there were fifteen proposals in all. Most of them were just your general uh, annual general meeting questions. Should so and so be re-elected, and can we uh, do this with the the money and and, and so on? Do you, do you agree with the accounts? So th- those all went through, and then it got to the last the last few proposals, which were the the main ones. All of them went through with very, very high percentages. We're talking 98, 99% of people voted in favour of the proposals to do the recapitalisation. So that means that it's it's going ahead. And as of um, Monday, the 19th of January, until the 6th of February, each shareholder has the option to buy nine up to nine shares for every share they currently hold at the price of one euro so for those people in the shareholders club currently yeah. you have you have to have 100 shares to be a member of that shareholder club so Wait, if you've buy got, another luckily, 900 shares no you're out if, if you don't have 100 shares or if you weren't grandfathered in with one of the previous thing previous agreements then uh, you won't be able to apply for the shareholders club for some time now. They've suspended all applications. Mm-hmm. If if you are a member of the shareholder club and you've got your hundred shares and you've got your card, then you are all right. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything. You you can stay a member of that shareholder club so long as you retain those one hundred shares. Now, can I just point out as well? Martin's completely correct on this. Um, I. I don't know if I mentioned the last show or not, but I actually bought my uh, remaining shares in December of last year, mm. just before Christmas break, to give me 101 shares. Um, and I had been accepted as a member of the club, but I do not have my card as yet. As long as you've been... you will, I've, I will get my card. It is on its way, I've been told. But as long as you bought your shares before that date and you had applied before that uh, cut-off of the, uh, the 15th, 15th. Then, yeah, then you should still be in that shareholder club. Um, yep. It's just if it wasn't accepted by that date or you hadn't bought your shares, then uh, it's probably too late. So so if you're in the club then, um, normally the, the club is valid for two years, yeah? That's right. Yeah. So then you got to renew after two years. So what, what happens if you... Need to renew after two years. Then what's the? If what's you need to renew after two years, then mm-hmm. you just renew as you normally would, and as long as you have those hundred shares, mm-hmm. then you're fine. You, you can still become uh, be a member of the shareholder club. If you've decided to sell a couple of the shares in the meantime to pay a bill or something, then unfortunately you you're out. Yeah. So it's it's one of those where now you. You have to think whether or not it's it's worth keeping the the shares in there for the perks, which most people would say it is. Mm. 
So, so that's the the shareholder club side of things. But as I say, you can buy up to up to nine shares for every one share you have. So potentially, if you've got a hundred shares, or in in Nick's case, a hundred and one, then you can buy nine hundred and nine more shares at one euro each. Then you've got the choice. You can either keep them and hope that the company does well and and that you make a nice little tidy profit of it. Or after the 6th of February, the Walt Disney Company are offering to buy those shares back at €1.25 each. So you can make a little bit of a profit on it if if that's what you wanted to do. Hmm. Oh, offering to buy them back at more. Yes. Are they hoping people sell them back? Do they actually want them back so they own more? Yes. Yeah, I th- I think so. And if you if you do nothing, then the Walt Disney Company will buy your shares at the one euro rate themselves. So you you're better, yeah. to be honest. If if you if you've got that that cash, because obviously it's a lot of a lot of outlay. Yeah. But if you've got that cash, you're better off to to buy it. And if you don't want them, then then sell it. But just remember to retain your one hundred original shares to to remain in the shareholder club. Yeah. Um, and then after financial after advice that. from Diz After Dark <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's that all that um, blurb about you know do not uh, yeah, your investment may rise as well as fall yeah pass do not be- pass go do not collect 200 pounds pass, pass performance is no indicator of future performance blah blah that's blah, the blah. one yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that and the uh, and the other thing as well, as well because of French law because the Walt Disney Company are acquiring all these extra shares they have to offer those at the market rate for sale. So what they're going to do when, when everything's closed and they've bought all the shares off, off people that want to sell them to them, they're then going to add, offer all existing shareholders the chance to buy one extra share for every share that they own. So if, um, if you've bought, if you had 100 shares and you've bought 900 shares, you're left with 1,000 shares then you can then buy another 1,000 shares at the price of 125. Hmm. So, so it's a chance for you to actually get a little bit extra as well if, if you wanted to invest in a company that hasn't produced any dividends in quite some time. Do you want to take the punt or not? That's, that's the question. Do you feel lucky, punk? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, so, my attitude on it, and this is personal, so this is not, again, everyone will have their own views and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I mean, I, I would not have the ability um, at the moment to, to go full out and buy the 900-odd shares that would be available to me, 909 uh, shares that would be available to me. But, at the same time, um, for being able to buy, um, you know, nine shares for a, a euro... I think I am going to invest some more into uh, the company, and I suppose it's really it's almost a win-win because if if you buy more shares, that's obviously good for the company. Or if you sell them to Disney, you still make some money, but also Disney gets a bigger share. Yeah, mm-hmm. and ultimately that's that's what they want. The Walt Disney Company ultimately want the full the full amount of shares so that they can do with the park what they want but yeah. like you say French laws uh, preclude them from doing that so yeah but they still want to have as much as possible and, and I get it and I mean the thing is you know maybe maybe that's what they're going for maybe if you know you see the moment <clears> their stake's about 38% and they're looking to effectively double yeah so if we're talking around about 80% or so you know maybe that is a reason for a precedent to be set. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're banking on the fact that, you know, if they can get such a large percentage to do it, and I mean, the other thing about, you know, Disneyland Paris to a lot of companies is what it brings in. The thing is, you've got companies like McDonald's uh, in France, which obviously do well and bring money into the economy and provide jobs. But Disney doesn't just provide jobs, it provides a tourist destination that brings people in from all over the world that are then going to spend their money in France. Yeah. 
So, you know, maybe, you know, with having such a big share and the fact that it's got so much clout, maybe that's what they're hoping for one day. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Oh. So, so um, if you buy the 900 shares then, do you get more than one chocolate chip cookie and sell on Mickey? <laughs> well, you're still lucky to get one chocolate chip cookie and sell on Mickey. <laughs> Just one. Go at the wrong time. <laughs> it's, it's currently closed. It actually closed on the Monday before the meeting. So mm-hmm. the meeting was the 13th and it closed on the 12th. Which some That people, might have been what some of the heckles were. Well, so yeah. some people saw that as a it's it's closing for good and, and so on. What they're actually doing is they're, they're just repaving outside of it. So they have to, to close off the entrance and then later on down the line they've got to close off the exit so they're doing it all at once. But uh, but yeah, ho- hopefully the uh, the shareholders club will reopen as they've promised and I'll be able to get my cookie next time I'm there. Yay. It will be interesting as well because I mean the, the last time, so because I didn't get to renew my shareholders card after uh, it was last up for renewal in 2013. Um, I've not been to the Salon Mickey since that time, but I've always joked about how hard it was to get something to, to have for breakfast in there because uh, there was always nothing by the time I got there about half past nine in the morning. Um, and I mean, one of the things they tried to address, and that was why they raised the shareholder uh, number up from 20 to 100, was to stop people just buying a few shares on the cheap to get these perks. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's the situation like now? I mean, obviously, a lot of people in the position that I was where they didn't have enough shares to join. Um, do you think that's had a knock-on effect? Do you think that's had the effect that they wanted, that less people now are having a small amount and able to get those benefits? I think so, and part of me thinks I hope so as well, mm. because the the company through the Shareholders Club and through the annual passes, but through, through the Shareholder Club, they, they give away too much. Uh, and it's all right to have have some perks. I mean, going in through Salon Mickey as opposed to through a normal turnstile and getting um, getting a cookie and a drink, that's fine. That's that's not really going to cost them a lot. But the uh, the fifteen percent off your annual passes, the the fifteen percent off the dining while you're there, the ten percent off the shops and the shops, any of the Disney stores in Europe, it it all adds up and it all it all takes off money from the bottom line that they could be earning. So the the fewer people that are offered those perks, I selfishly think, <laughs> the, the better, really. Uh, and I've now got this image now that <laughs> Salon Mickey's going to turn into a real sort of pipe and cigars gentleman's club. Yeah. Well, oh, that would be amazing. I'd love that. There's no reason to smoke a cigar in There has yeah. been rumours... Uh, and I, they are just rumours that uh, they're trying to make it more like Club Thirty Three. Mm. Um, so obviously mm. they'd they'd have to do a lot more than than just have the the cookies for it to be like that. But uh, <laughs> well, to anyone that's not bit, which is I, I'd, I'd guess a fair few people that listen, um, it, it, it's a very small. It, it's not like you could turn it into a restaurant or something like that. It's a very small um, place to hang around in, isn't it? Yeah, it's it like Club Thirty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think next time I go there, I will wear my smoking jacket and my cravat. <laughs> <laughs> Other necessaries are available. Um, oh. <laughs> but, um, hey, look, it's been a while. Um, no, no, it hasn't. I've managed to get two episodes out very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tr- touche. Um, so, I mean, obviously, there were people against it. They voted. At for it in the end, which I think, for all intents and purposes, was probably the smartest thing. Um, one of the other rumours that I've been hearing is that um, they're talking about increasing the cost of an annual pass. Um, was this something that was addressed at all? It wasn't mentioned at all during the AGM. Pretty smart. I've, I've, I've heard the same rumours, and again, I, I think it's a, a good idea to, to increase it. And or take away some of the benefits as well, mm-hmm. uh, because at the moment you can buy an annual pass for the price of a uh, five-day two-part ticket. Which... Do you think though? Because I mean, I mean, I, I've spoken highly on this on this podcast before um, for for the reasons for buying 
uh, an annual pass, uh, and even when suggesting um, trips to friends, looking outside of the package deals about kind of doing it DIY yeah. and buying your, your tickets separately, buying hotel Neurostar separately or, or travel. Um, I mean, I, I, I agree on, on one end, but to me, I think the reason why it's, you know, not only is it a cost-saving thing as well, but I think sometimes those package deals can be so expensive. They can. I, I mean, I personally would be happy with the annual pass going up if it meant that the, the day tickets went down. Do you think that's a possibility if that happens? Or do you think everything will just continue in the same direction? I don't think the day tickets will go down. But I do think perhaps they might reassess the the hotel prices, the full, the full package prices, and um, perhaps stagger them a bit more than, than they currently are. Because obviously you've you've got the uh, Disneyland Hotel right at the top there, which which is top dollar. And um, further down you've got uh, your, your Newport Bay, your Sequoia Lodge, and then you've got your Santa Fe and your Cheyenne. But still, the cost of going to Santa Fe or Cheyenne can be an awful lot of money. Mm. Yeah. As, as, especially when it's a, a family of three or four. Um... You, you, you did say that the AGM um, trip to Paris was uh, sandwiched in between. So whereabouts did, do you normally stay, or where were you staying this time? Um, we've we've stayed at a couple of the hotels. We've stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, and we've stayed at the Hotel New York. On this trip, I was at the Disneyland Hotel, and they actually uh, upgraded me as well to the Castle Club. So I'm that so was, in the wrong job. That was right. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I feel embarrassed. Do you, do you work for PricewaterhouseCoopers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel embarrassed walking around the Disneyland Hotel and how inappropriate it is for me to be around. <laughs> I was surprised they even let me in. Well, actually, they don't. The doors open automatically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I, I actually can't remember now the last time I stayed on site because I just couldn't see the benefit. And, you know, that, I think that's what one of the annoying things is about how how Disneyland Paris is pricing itself because you know I don't want to stay off site. I mean I found a, a very good hotel. I normally stay at every time now, which is very convenient, very clean and tidy across the road from um, a hypermarket and very local to the park. Very good, but you know ideally I'd like to stay on site. But when you're looking at the the cost of your trip going up by two three hundred pounds just by staying at a, a, a hotel, which is actually a lower star uh, rated accommodation, you've got to ask yourself, why would you do it? Yeah, it's hard to justify mm. that, isn't it? it, it really <laughs> is. Did you go out on your own, or did you take the family and leave them there while you went to the meeting? Or? Oh, no, I, I left them at home. I, <laughs> I did this one solo. <laughs> it, it, it was a research uh, work trip. Absolutely, yes. Well, you've got to fulfil your obligation as a shareholder. <laughs> or some sort of thing. Uh, how, 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 how did you find the park this time? It was good. It was very, very quiet. And quite confusing as well because the Christmas decorations were still up. But uh, they were working on removing those whilst I was there. Um, the, you, you were out yeah, during the, uh, the the period of, uh, of issues Paris was having, weren't you? Um, it was just just after. It happened. Yeah. The, um, the shooting happened on the... Wednesday was it the Thursday? Yeah, and, it was and, the Wednesday before, yeah. And and the uh, the meeting was on the following Tuesday, so it, it was it was really close and yeah. noticeably everything was a lot tighter. I mean, the to be honest, normally the security at, at Disneyland Paris anyway, when you're going in, is um, is usually very good, very yeah. tight. Yeah, the, mm. the bag it, check and scan and. It, yeah, exactly. But it was it was even more so, and there was a there was even more of a presence of the French military at the station and at the airport when I arrived, and, and so on. So, so there was there was a visible presence there to to help um, help calm people down and, and give give them a bit of uh, bit of confidence. I, I do I find mean, that we... really str- obviously. You know, you go to the, the the Walt Disney World and. Disneyland and Disney have got their own security and their little, you know, their very nice blue 
navy blue trousers and light blue shirt and the Disney badge on them. And then you go to Paris and in between the station and the park, it, there is armed camouflaged guards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we have I mean, a new en France. Well, I mean, to, to have a serious point for over a second, I mean, you know, quite often on here, um, as much as we love Disneyland Paris, and uh, apologies to American listeners actually, because it's been very Disneyland Paris. I'll, I'll, I'll put the I'll put the notes in, and yeah, they can decide whether to listen or not. Service will be resumed <laughs> very very soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we joke quite a bit about um, Disneyland Paris and uh, our, our French listeners or lack of French listeners. Um, but obviously, you know, what happened um, out there was was a, a very very tragic situation, and I think what was really good was the uh, the spirit in the the way that you know different communities come together both there and and here home in england and um yeah i think it was it was nice to just have a bit of unity and uh, support for our um, our friends out in france uh, especially in paris so anyone that was affected um you know our condolences are with you and uh just sweet charlie it's done that's it. That's yep. the last thing you hear, hear that yep. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> We're so pissed off. That'd, that'd be the rum. Really, oh. really, really hit a high. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then suddenly, like the devil just drags us back to hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's, it's Captain. Of, it's Captain Morgan this time. It's his oh, fault. Like, yeah, blatant yeah. Captain Morgan. Um, so, Martin, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, the I think the key thing for most people from this AGM was to do with uh, the financial situation with Disneyland Paris and obviously what they're looking to do. Um, but you did mention as well, I mean, you, you mentioned the, the frozen summer thing. Um, yeah. But did they kind of let you into um, more of the future plans for the park, you know, some of the attractions? I mean, there's a lot of refurbing going on this year and next year, isn't there? There is, well. yeah. They, um, they're really looking forward to the 25th anniversary, which is in April 2017. So two years away, it's, it's not very long to get everything ready. And for those they, who can't go in 2017, by the way, <laughs> um, they will actually be celebrating the 25th anniversary until 2020. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if past experiences are to go by at least. And the castle is going to be turned into a giant Olaf. I've got that on good account. That's going to happen. <laughs> I don't think I mentioned that at the age of. No, no, I know, but I've got my sources. <laughs> HP <laughs> Branson and Worcestershire are not the uh, right ones. Sorry, Martin. Um, yeah, they, they mentioned a couple of things. They mentioned that um, Space Mountain, which is currently closed for refurb, for the next six months. Um, what are they, they doing? Space Mountain Mission 3? No, but from what they've said, it sounds like they're preparing it for that. Because not only is it closed between now and July, they reckon it's going to open again. They, it's actually penciled in for a closure for two months next year as well, the beginning of next year, which would lead me to believe that they're kind of getting everything ready now, yeah. to to do a to do another refurb and launch it as a new thing from from next it, year. Because I mean, the rumor for a long time has been um, new cars <laughs> were definitely happening, um, and you've got to wonder: do, do you need to close attraction down for six months to install new cars? Or is this going to be more of a refurb? And there's, there's been lots of rumours before about maybe um, reverting some of the things back to um, the Earth to the Moon, the original version of Space Mountain. Yeah. Um, I wonder what they're actually doing now, what they're doing next year. Unfortunately, a lot of the rumours just seem to be wishless. And yeah. That, yeah. that is a shame because a lot, a lot of the things we've heard would be really uh, preferable to, to the way it is at the moment. The, the things that they confirmed were that they're, they're basically cleaning everything up uh, inside and out and they're putting in lots of new effects and they're doing lots of technical behind-the-scenes things. That That's the long and short of it. They, they've even closed Nautilus and they're doing all the... They're, they're redoing the lagoon and, and all the way around around there. So, so they're, they're, meant to be, they're meant to be bringing it all back to how it should be. Uh, as, as opposed to how it's been let to to slide with the with the colours and the the whole, the whole the steampunk thing back again. Absolutely, which which would be great to see again. To be honest, mm. 
That reminds me, actually, the last trip I had, I took, I'm going to find this picture, I took a photo of Nautilus, and I'll tell you why. Because, and this is the first and only time in all my trips to Disneyland Paris I've ever seen it, there was a queue to get into it. <laughs> and I'm not talking four people. I'm talking a queue to get into it. There was Worthy least, of fast pass. There was almost, there was at least, there was almost triple figures. <laughs> was, was Arna down there signing autographs or something? I, I never found out. Because I didn't want to queue up. Oh, dear. Very dear. Cold. Uh, we're, we're approaching time. And uh, yeah, as you said, we've been very, um, very uh, Francophile heavy tonight. Um, but it wasn't me. I think it might have been you that, that posted uh, a tweet about shout outs and questions. Yes. Yeah. Well, the first one I've got is the shout outs from last week. Uh, Rianne Redmond just missed one. She, she posted just after we recorded and she said it would make her seven year old's daughter's day if we could give her a shout out she loves the show and asks every week if the new one's out yet see they're all at it everyone everyone's a critic <laughs> you, know, you know you know what I, I'm and I'm, I'm really glad that we actually do have people to listen to this show because yeah. you know we, we actually do this for ourselves because we're egotists and it's always just nice that other people might listen yeah. to our voices um, but yeah if you're if you want a show that comes out regularly <laughs> Probably the wrong one. We'll, we'll get there again. We'll get there again. We'll yeah, yeah, until we all go on holiday again. Yeah, that, that was uh, the thing. That, that missed us um, Her name's Lee, Lee. It might be Leah. It might be Lee. Because some people have a silent H. Both, apparently. Both, uh, yeah. both names Le- are Le- Leah Redman. Um, thank you. Yeah. And if you yeah. want to if you want to appear on the show, I will arrange for another seven-year-old Disney fan. And we'll have a Daughters of Diz After Dark show. <laughs> Hey, well, you know, what if, what if, uh, what if she can sing? We're looking for a singer. Yeah. Um, although, can I just say that I think it's a little bit early to get my daughter on the show if we're doing that. Yeah. A little bit late to get mine on. <laughs> oh, dear. Still but, your daughter, Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still counts. Um, but we had a uh, uh, Ken story. Oh, over on Twitter, yeah. Oh, over on yeah. Twitter. He asked us this one: If the Polly. Cabanas a success. Where will they build over the water cabanas next? I, I guess he means the new huts and the Polynesian resort, doesn't he? The, the yes. Bora Bora bungalows. Is that what they're called? Yeah. That's the official name for them. Okay. Yeah. There's twenty of them. I want to. I want to get one. I want to yeah. stay in one. Well, yeah. Sounds too much like bunga bunga. <laughs> bunga. Yeah, <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> they're being built Bora, on Bora. on the Laguna Epcot outside the Italy Pavilion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, where will they build over the water cabanas next? Um, his particular, we'll start off his vote on the opposite side of the transportation and ticket centre with their own lobby. Um, but isn't that a bit close to the poly? Because that's like right by it, isn't it? Mm. Or it's I don't know. Pretty nearby, yeah. Or yeah. That's, is that just the boat launch that I'm thinking of? And then the TTC's round a bit. Where, I don't, where else could you do? I mean, what, what have we got? The Grand Floridian? I would say I think the next logical step down this route is for Disney to stop doing all the hotels and stuff and actually start renting motorboats and uh, that sort of thing, a bit like the Norfolk Broads, on all their waterways. Mm-hmm. And if you want to like pull it down to uh, a quay at uh, downtown Disney or Disney Springs, you can. If you want to take it round to a, a mooring station at Port Orleans, you can. So it just goes all the way, all around the waterways, and I think that will make for a lot more nautical-based accidents. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, the next, what they're looking for. I think the next time I go there, I'm going to take Fulton's Crab House out for a spin. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might take the Mark Twain. Uh, I, 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 I want someone to stand on the front of Fulton, climb up to the front of Fulton's Crab House, and shout, "I'm the king of the world." Someone must have done it somewhere. Yeah, uh, Martin, have you uh, have you yourself visited uh, the parks overseas? Uh, not since I was five, so, wow. so quite some time ago since I went to uh, Disney World. You're putting well, remember remember, remember this is the radio. Uh, you could say so about fifteen years ago, and yeah. no one would be any the wiser. I could, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the wife goes every year though. She she goes with a, a charity every December, so she, oh, she gets she gets over a lot more than I do. Mm. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a great relationship. Your wife gets to go to Florida every year, yeah, and you go to Paris without. 
cool. Oh, I'm, uh, is it to with um, something like Make a Wish and taking it's, kids out there and that sort of thing? The, yeah, the, the Cold Coldwell Children. It's it's very similar to yeah. uh, to the Make a Wish, and they stay at Give Kids the World. So, um, Excellent. And and this year they actually had Rachel Stevens go out with them. So my wife was absolutely made up because she's a big Escort fan. Oh, and I tell you what, if they ever have that happen again and they would like some sort of charity-based uh, podcast recording to go out with them, <laughs> I volunteer yeah. my services. When when we were there a few years ago, there was I think it was Make-A-Wish, and they had Charlie Dimmock with them. So we saw Charlie Dimmock in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> well, things have certainly perked up. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, yeah. I mean, in both senses of the word as well. Yeah. And if they're getting Rachel Stevens. It's yeah. quite funny as well, actually, because, you know, not five minutes ago, Martin, you said about um, bringing it all back. And I was uh, thinking, oh, if only we could insert some S Club there. And then you throw in Rachel Stevens. So I mean, it's, it's all tied up itself oh. rather, rather nicely. Um, yeah, we still well, haven't answered answer that question. I, I don't know. I have no idea. If, they, if they are a success, um, what, some more country floaty log cabins like you find going round on the uh, the riverboat rides in the parks, and they put those floaty log cabins out by uh, Wilderness Lodge. Hey, look, they do the um, they do the water time uh, electrical parade, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Across across that waterway. Yeah. Why don't they just do like a, a really small private island, so you can only get there by boat, and it's really exclusive. So you know, maybe five huts, deluxe huts, you can stay on this island. That's all there is. Uh, a, bit like, a bit like the tree houses they used to have around Saratoga Springs Way. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Or Discovery, oh. Discovery Island. You remember Discovery Island before the Animal King opened? Yeah, yeah. Animal King isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that where it's condemned because of the water? Yeah. That, that yeah, well, might be the issue. No, that was, that was, um, that River, was Country, River Country, wasn't it? Country, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're, you're completely right. That was right. the one oh, that the guy, uh, the guy swam out to. And, uh, yes. Oh, I think we've got a whole new show brewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, um, not a question such, but Lewis Sutton, um, yeah, get in touch. Yeah, um, he knows, and then you'll know. But he knows, that, you'll know. That's some sort of weird code going on here, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I, I get accused of being some sort of hitman stroke spy, and you're the one using codes to talk in. Yeah, yeah but I've been drinking. I oh, don't blame you. <laughs> I talk in code when I'm drinking. Oh, and also, um, <sighs> David, David uh, Wilders. Um, said hey guys now he actually first of all said hey guys on the 4th of August Yeah. but I only saw his message tonight so <laughs> oh. I did reply to him just now and he's replied back so rather than go back and forth ping-ponging on, on Facebook if he listens to this just on the podcast yeah. let, us, let us know if, you, if, you, if you've heard this on the podcast message to say you've heard it I'm not replying to a message on Facebook until you've done it so there, there's a fun game another fun game for all the listeners <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's all sloped away. There we yeah. go. Um, right. Show. Yeah. Anyway. Um, right. Is that it? I think that's time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's other things that Martin heard as well. But we have. Uh, I, I think we'd have. Not, <laughs> kind of hit the wall. Yeah. I, I, I think we'd have Martin back whenever he wants to. Yeah. Definitely. If you have a free, please. Uh, Please let us know. And uh, yeah, now we're on levels... Skype. We're on Skype at this time of night, so just butt in whenever you feel like it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, look, all, all other services. Left you to do. <laughs> yeah. Where is he? Wonder, yeah. Well, the last I heard, um, or last I saw, he was being dragged away by many white coats. Yeah. Um, I think he was going to um, a Muppet house. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they called it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I love you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so thank you very much for joining us. Um, if, uh, if people want to find out more about you or if they want to uh, follow you on Twitter or book you for uh, a DJing gig, how can they contact you? Well, for the DJing, my website is www.halifaxdj.co.uk. They can find me on Instagram at halifaxdj. And on Twitter at Kiko K E I K O three one five. Excellent. That's an interesting one. Is there a story? Don't go into it. <laughs> not, not enough time on this show. Save it for the next show. There is, um, but it's not really for broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martin, thank you ever so much for joining us. Yeah, um, thank I you. Hope for that's 
uh, cleared up a few things. Oh, welcome anytime. Highlights cleared up a few things for um, our listeners about the current situation with Disneyland Paris and anyone that uh, has shares or is interested in that. Hope that's cleared them some things out for you as well. At least you heard it from a professional this time rather than this jackass. Um, <laughs> if, uh, Sorry, Elias. Yeah. <laughs> if you uh, wish to, uh, to contact us or find out more, you can visit our website at www.disafterdark.com or email us, of course, at podcast at disafterdark.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at disafterdark, facebook.com forward slash disafterdark and macechat.com. Uh, YouTube under this After Dark podcast, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Teletext, Seafax, <laughs> yeah. uh, Courier Pigeon, uh, Speckled Jim. Got another one. I wondered if I would get a Speckled Jim reference in at some point. I really haven't dropped enough uh, Blackadder. No, no. Recently. You're probably in danger of dropping loads of. I, one of these days, but, one of these days I will, but it just depends on drinking. Ah, uh, gentlemen. Danger. Yeah, time, gentlemen, please. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. Dis After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. See you later. Bye. Still confusing all our American listeners. Yeah. And some of our British ones. I can go back to non-Disney music now your wife isn't telling me off. Should have been something French to me. Yeah. Le Monsieur's behaving le badly. So good with counting down. Boom. Boom. How's that? And we're out.